Volume One, Chapter Nineteen of Cats. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Cats, their points and characteristics with curiosities of cat life and a chapter on feline ailments by w gordon staples volume one chapter nineteen pussy's playmates i have already shown in former chapters how loving and affectionate pussy is towards her master and mistress and how thoughtful and kind a mother she is but to her playmates also she is ever gentle and true whether that playmate be another cat or an animal of quite a distinct breed i have never known a cat cement a friendship with any creature without such friendship lasting till death how very wrong then to accuse pussy of being treacherous with almost any animal that happens to be domesticated about the same house a cat will strike up a friendship and will be ready at any time to fight for it and protect it from harm it is quite a common thing to see a cat amusing itself playing with rabbits or guinea pigs at hide-and-seek among the bushes or on the lawn there is often a distinct understanding between some old horse or cow about the place i have known a cat live entirely in the stable and invariably go to sleep on a particular horse's back the horse in his turn used to welcome her with a fond neigh when she came home at night in a village in the highlands of scotland where i resided there was a crow a very very old bald-headed crow used to come morning and evening for many months and sit on the fence opposite until i threw him a slice of bread or a cold boiled potato one morning i was surprised on opening the door to find the old bird o freedom as i called him standing on the step instead of flying away he hopped past me into the room and perching himself on the fender looked so knowingly first at me and then at the fire that for the life of me i could not help thinking about poe's raven and shuddering fully expecting the bird would presently say nevermore if he could have spoken i am sure he would have addressed me something after this fashion doctor you're something of an animal fancier and i know you're not a bad-hearted chap on the whole now the fact is i'm feeling rather poorly and the forest winds are cold of a night besides i'm not so young as i have been i'm nigh on ninety lad so i intend for my few remaining days to take my pick in a homely way at your fireside the cat won't bite will she in fact muffy had fully made up her mind to turn him out of doors there and then and with that hospitable intention was now approaching him but bird o freedom opened his mouth and gave vent to two such caws as nearly shook the house i never heard any bird have such lungs muffy was fairly startled and scampered off with her tail in the air but in a few days the cat and he were as thick as thieves in truth bird o freedom was a thief at least as far as eggs went if he spied one in the cupboard he watched his chance and when it came one dig laid the egg open 
and next second the contents were down his throat with one almighty gulp i allowed him two eggs a day but he would not take them if i offered them to him or before my face i had to lay them one by one in the cupboard and give him the pleasure of stealing them muffy was never better pleased than when he was eating and she sat and sang to him while he drank the milk from her saucer then she would sit and sleep cheek by jowl with him for hours a cat with whom muffy had never had any words before once looked into the room muffy drove her out with terrible suddenness and thrashed her properly outside the door when the candles were lit in the long winter evenings bird o freedom perched upon the fender used to look up at me so slyly and yet so solemnly with one wicked eye that i used to doubt whether he wasn't the devil entirely and fly to my fiddle to dispel the thoughts the poor crow had a fit one morning and died on his back on the hearth rug and when he was dead the cat was chief mourner she went about for days searching for her lost favorite and mourning all the while for her grief was really sincere tabby writes a lady to me had been poisoned shortly before her death we had her brought upstairs and laid down on the rug in front of the fire she was very ill and unable to lift her head tom came bouncing as usual into the room and sitting down beside her with his paw playfully patted her on the face but getting no response it actually then seemed as if he understood how serious the case really was because with the same paw he gently raised her head up a little and kindly licked her all over it was very affecting and was more than we expected from him but certainly he got great credit for the good deed and ever after had the character of being the warmest hearted of cats and poor tabby died in his arms every one knows what a warm friendship will often spring up between a cat and a dog both resident in the same house how they will sleep in each other's arms eat together fight for one another how generous the dog is towards any weaknesses she may display and how grateful pussy is in return they will have their little tiffs occasionally of course i have seen my cat jump on the piano stool more than once in order to slap master nero in the face upon which the dog swearing like the british in flanders hauled her off and rubbed her well on the carpet but did not really hurt her the czar and whiskey whiskey in this case does not mean something to drink it was the name and a very appropriate name it was of a little scotch terrier who lived in a village in the far north of scotland in the same house with him dwelt the czar this was a large bluish-black cat who was said to have been imported from russia hence his name no two animals in the world could have loved each other more devoutedly than did the czar and little whiskey and whiskey was the gamest of the game yet he never showed his teeth to his feline friend from the same dish they took their meals whiskey merely premising that he should have all the bones they were together all day save when whiskey's duty to his master called him away and at night they shared the same couch the czar fondly taking whiskey in his arms because he was the biggest i'm not sure indeed whether the czar did not waken whiskey when that little gentleman took the nightmare however they were as loving as loving could be and once or twice every week this kindly couple used to go out hunting together 
they did not care for game laws and he did not the keepers they were a law unto themselves on these occasions they used to go out together in the morning and after spending all the day long among the hills and woods they invariably came home before dark this coming home before nightfall was doubtless a suggestion of whiskies for a dog can neither see well in the dark as a cat nor can his constitution so well withstand the dews of night but the very fact of the czar's keeping early hours to please whiskey is another proof of how he loved him and almost every night these sons of nimrod brought home with them some trophy from the hunting ground sometimes it was a rabbit more often a bird if the latter whiskey generally had the honor of carrying it and very proud he was of the distinction if a rabbit the czar bore the burden and so things went on till one mournful night poor whiskey came home later than usual and all alone he came in but lay down on the doormat out of which he would not budge an inch he refused his porridge and all consolation and lay there in a listening attitude starting up every minute at the slightest sound his mistress went to bed and left him it must have been long past midnight when whiskey came dashing into his mistress's bedroom knocking over a chair in his hurry and barking wildly as he dashed hither and thither like a mad thing when his mistress got up at last poor little whiskey preceded her to the door barking and looking very anxious and excited a pitiful mew was heard and on the lady opening the door in rushed czar the cat on three legs he left the other in a trap nothing could exceed the kindness of whiskey to his wounded playmate he threw himself down beside her on the rug whining and crying with grief and gently licked her bleeding stump and every day for weeks did whiskey apply hot fomentations with his soft wee tongue to pussy's leg till it was entirely healed but they had no more romping together in the fields and woods for the czar's hunting days were over in this world at least end of volume one chapter nineteen recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida